Okie dokie. Good evening. Today is August 3rd, and we are studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Step 11. Step 11, and our speaker tonight is Matt S. Thank you, Matt. Take it away. Hi, my name is Matt, and I am a compulsive overeater. Uh, just to qualify, I had 15 years of abstinence. I'm down 160 pounds from my top weight by the grace of this program. And I'm not a statue. So that is also something that, has, that fluctuates, obviously, as a human being, as it would. Um, okay, step, step 11. And it's a study. So I feel like I should say something um, educational about this step. <laughs> um, let me just... Um, so I grew up, uh, my dad was a minister in the South and he was also an alcoholic. So I grew up in this experience of, um, I remember wanting to pray at, um, at, at dinner and my dad being like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to do that. So like, my dad was over it. Like he was a minister, but he had, he had some issues with God. And my dad could cuss like a sailor. My dad had a bad attitude. Like it was, that's what I was raised around. And both my brothers have struggled with alcohol and, and drug addiction. My younger brother passed away six years ago from suicide. And this was like a minister's family. Like that is what we were. And, um, but when I came in 15 years ago, I was 21 years old, um, just out of college, morbidly obese. And here I am doing the spiritual program. I've always had a belief in God. I've always had a belief in a sense of a higher, a higher, something, a higher power. And, um, but my dad used to tell me like, you know, kind of like, it's kind of like before woke culture was woke culture. There was that whole idea of like, I'm not, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. And, and so like, that's the kind of shit that I would say. And you know what? There's a lot of ego in that. There's a real lack of humility. There's a real sense of judgment. And that's how I was with my spirituality and my sponsor. Here I was, I ended up with a sponsor. I picked the dude because he was thin and I liked the way he talked. And he, uh, he, was, he was Catholic, like a hardcore Catholic. Like I went and did my, I gave away my inventory with him outside of the church before he went in for mass. Like that's like how Catholic he was. And he said something to me that has always stuck with me. He goes, Matt, uh, in the word spiritual is ritual. That means there are things that we need to do on a regular and consistent basis in order to maintain our spirituality. And that is when I was like, okay, all right. I can't, I can't argue with that. I will, I will read my big book every day. I'll do my two pages from the big book. Do I do all that now? No, my, my, my recovery in my life is, is very different today in recovery. Um, but when I was new, I really needed to be told um, what to do and how to do it. And my spirituality was a whole lot of acting as if. And even to this day, the one thing that I have learned is there are going to be times when I am not grounded in my higher power. I am not grounded in God. And you know what? I will just act as if. So there are times where I'm like, oh, God's got it. Holy shit. How am I going to get through this? Like that, that is, 
that is sometimes the experience and the spirituality is sometimes just not acting on the thinking, you know, just not taking it a step further. You know, I, I actually, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of younger people on the meeting today as well. So I kind of also just want to want to speak to you all. When I came in at 21, I was one learning how to be abstinent for the first time, but then I was also learning how to do life. Like, like normal people shit, like how to do my bills, how to, how to manage a checking account, how to, how to like pay rent and get, get car insurance and buy that first car. Like I bought my first car when I was like in my first year of abstinence and I bought the shittiest car. Like I had, a, I, w- I was like the biggest lemon you could buy. That's what I bought. And, and you know what? Like I paid off the car years later. I did it, you know, but to, to recognize like, you know what, when you're, when you're new or you're young and you're having the experience of getting, getting abstinent or sober, and you're just trying to grow up, it's, it's hard. And, and, um, you know, when people would tell me, oh, thank God you got it young. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. It was just that bad. Like, that's all you need to know. And, um, and so I say all that because this whole idea of step 11 for me is this whole idea that like, we don't just have one spiritual experience. And in the back of the big book, it talks about how it's of the educational variety. You know, it happens over time. I have had moments, trust me, I have had moments where I've been like, damn, like that was when I gave away my, uh, when I went home and made amends, I remember coming back and the whole idea is for me, the step work is about creating the conditions so that we can have a spiritual experience and live a different type of life. And we get to have moments of that with each step that we do, but it is simply meant to create the conditions so that we can live a life guided by a higher power and not using food to hurt us or whatever your specific thing is. And I remember after and here's an example of like creating the conditions. Like I went home to make amends to my family. I came back and um, I'm flying back from my family's in Virginia. I live in Los Angeles and uh, I was looking at the Grand Canyon and I could see the Grand Canyon. And, you know, when you see it from an airplane, it's pretty amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, here I was, I had just gone home and made direct amends to every family member and everything. And for the first time in my head, it, what came to me was, Matt, you've done good. It was the first time that my head said something nice about me that came from within me. And it, and it was like, Matt, you've done good. And um, that for me was a spiritual experience to have something that I could tell that was within me that, that I gave birth to something loving and kind in that moment. And that, and that was the, and that, oops, sorry, we have a dog that also is, um, she's having a spiritual experience because we're putting her through training right now and it's been rough on all of us. So bear, bear with us. Uh, and, um, and, uh, and here's the thing, that little moment that I had on that airplane is what started the ability for me to have a pause. So when I got to steps 10 and I got to step 11 and 12 and I continued to mess up and screw up. I at least had enough of something in my heart and in my head and in my soul that tell me, Matt, you can do good. And that is what makes step 10, 11, and 12 possible. 
is doing all of this other work. And you know what? I like, I was really of the mindset, like they want it, you know, you try to meditate and do the prayer. Like you might be on step one or two. Like, honestly, I am not going to tell a newcomer to go home and meditate. I'm just not. I'm like, you know what? Go home and cry, yell, scream, break something. Just don't compulsively eat. That's, that's all you got to do. And, and, you know, the big book, I think it's the big book, says God doesn't make too hard, hard of terms with those who, who, who seek, who seek him. Thank you. And, um, and like here, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I tend to be a controversial person in some capacity because I'm, I'm full of opinions. And, um, I was really interested by you guys reading the 1940 preamble because there is, there are things problematic in it that aren't aligned with our traditions or our steps or even the AA steps. And so like what I wanna point out is where it says, um, the moment they take so much as one drop of beer, wine, spirits, or any other alcoholic beverage, they automatically lose all status as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. The spirituality of the program is the fact that there is no status. None of us have a status. And also the whole idea is what constitutes my spirituality? What constitutes my relationship with my higher power? Is it in just being abstinent my entire life? No, because I've been a real asshole in recovery. I've had a lot of work to do while being sober. And that's the truth. I've done things that are not emotionally sober. I've gotten married and divorced. I'm in three other programs. I've needed a lot of help to get where I'm at today. So that's me being controversial. If you have an issue with that, I, I hope your 10th your, uh, step is interesting tonight. Um, but I, I think that those are some of the things that like as a fellowship, we, we get to look at. Um, those are the things that we get to, cause we're, we're a group conscience. We're here to grow spiritually as a unit and as a fellowship and hold ourselves accountable. And that's why we have group conscience. So step 11 is so much bigger than just one thing. It ties into the traditions. It ties into the other steps and it's meant to allow us to have a voice. You know, I also like my experience with step 11, like I now pray and meditate more than I ever have in my life. And you know what? My meditations are messy. They're very, very messy. But then when I go out into my day, there are moments of being present that I normally would not have had if I wasn't meditating. So that's a whole other thing is like, it's just, it's when they say progress, not perfection, sometimes it's not progress. Sometimes it's just stagnation. And I think for me as an addict, it's also about willing to sit in that and be okay with that. I think that's another thing too, is like, I just want to make progress. I just want to make progress. Like, you know what? There are days where I'm like, I just want to get through my day and not tell someone off. You know, sometimes that's like, honestly, what, what I, what I try to do. Um, I also think one thing that we don't want to talk about in regards to step 11 is that, you know, for me as a compulsive overeater, I have a real major struggles with intimacy, emotional intimacy, physical intimacy. There's a lot of sides to that. And when I came into recovery, you know, it was very old school AA and it saved my life. It is the reason why I'm here today. 
Um, but my first sponsor was also in Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. And there is recovery and experience that he had that he was able to bring into my recovery that I otherwise, I don't think I would be abstinent today. Before I even got to my four stuff, I got to talk about um, how I was addicted to pornography and I was doing this and I was doing that. So before I even got to my fourth step, I was able to have real open dialogue and conversation about things that, that I was really struggling with. I say that because after, after doing this for so many years, what I have found for myself is that honestly, I can't have a relationship with God if I first don't have a relationship with myself. And for me, that is what an inventory is really about. And I think sometimes uh, because of, you know, just culture and tradition and this and that, you know, I think sometimes you put the cart before the horse. And like, if my relationship with God is a relationship, what do we tell other people? You first have to know yourself where you can get in a relationship with someone else. Why wouldn't the same thing go with a higher power? And for me, that has really been a very deep experience that I've had to go through. And part of my experience with step 11 is stepping away from it. It doesn't mean I'm not in recovery. It doesn't mean I'm not abstinent. It doesn't mean I'm not even emotionally sober. I believe part of being emotionally sober is also the experience of messiness and learning how we can be messy, but we don't have to use over it. We don't have to hurt ourselves over it. Sometimes, you know what? I'm not in a great place with God. And you know what? I need space from God. And sometimes that is just what I need. But if I'm going to put the judgment and the assessment on that, then I am missing the point of a spiritual experience. Because I am neither good nor bad. My food is neither good nor bad. My weight is neither good nor bad. Why would I put that on my spiritual recovery? Why would I give myself that label? And, and it's taken me a really long time to shift that. And, you know, I'm also in a relationship with, with a woman who's in this program. And, um, you know, this is what recovery has given me. We're taking this dog to training, right? And her and I have been together for a year. And we're having to do things differently with the dog. And so I'm not like getting my fix with the dog, this comfort that I normally get. Her and I don't have the cushion that the dog usually gives her or I. And like, we've been on each other the past two days. I've been on her. I'm not going to take her inventory. I've, I've been, sorry, I, I have uh, been on her. And you know what? Like, this is, this is God. Like we got into it earlier today. I couldn't say, I, I, I was like, I'm done. And I went and showered and I went and took a nap. I still didn't want to talk to her, but she had mentioned the other day about how I wasn't wearing my uh, dog father shirt, the dog. So I was like, you know what I can do? I can get up and I can put that shirt on. You know what? I can get up and put that shirt on. And within like, and then I also texted my sponsor you know, about the dog and, and us. And his first question was, well, who is the dog? Whose dog is it? It's not my dog. I didn't like his response. But within a minute of him texting me that back, she came in and like, we prayed together, you know, like in step 11, where it says this is, oh, this was what stood out to me too, where it says in step 11, if circumstances weren't, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. You know what, though, if we're not willing to allow for intimacy and we're not willing to allow for vulnerability, we don't get there. We don't get to have the spiritual experience that I believe that the steps is really talking about. Five minutes. Five minutes. 
Is that right? I have, or is yeah. that right? That's five minutes. I have five minutes. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. I haven't done a 20 minute share in a long time. I didn't realize just how many opinions I could get out in 15 minutes. It's pretty nice. <laughs> um, you know, I love what, you know, if in doubt, do nothing. There's a, I, I've done a lot of nothing and, and it's amazing what, what comes to me um, when there's decisions that need to get made. Right now, there's a lot of action that I'm taking in my life professionally. Um, it's, there is a lot, like I've wanted to like incorporate my business for years, 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 but I haven't. Even then I would know how to do it, but I didn't. It's just, it never, like, it just never flowed. It just never felt right. And then I found this one website. I happened to understand what it was explaining to me. It helped me set up my, and I did it. And then within a week of me setting up my business, I got a, a client that I'm working with and other, like these things just happen because they only happen when like um, flow, you know, God is flow. And um, one thing that uh, Vita uses that now I use as a, as like a barometer for me, even with making decisions. Um, does this decision allow for uh, connection and expansion? Connection and expansion. And if it does not bring about a sense or feeling of connection or expansion, it's usually not the right decision to make yet. Um, and then the one other thing is like, I've spent so much in my recovery, reading the third step prayer, reading oh, the seventh step prayer, like reading those prayers and, um, and some of the work I'm doing in another fellowship, you know, my sponsor's like, you need to write your own prayer. He was like, what is your morning routine? I'm like, well, I'm not really doing anything. He's like, no, like you need, you need, like you need this. And you know what? to write my own prayer based around what my needs were. It, at the end of the day, it kind of sounds like the third step prayer, but it needed to be my words. I needed to read it in my way based on the issues that I'm struggling with and the things that I don't know how to bring God into. So, you know, the, the personalization of my spiritual experience, you know, the realization that, you know, we come into this program, we're not unique, we all have a similar experience, but in doing the work, we get to have the ego deflation that allows us to have our own individual experience with a power greater than ourselves. And I love that whole idea of the conception of a higher power. What is your conception? What is your experience? You know, sometimes in life, I, I really think like, you know, another thing that I heard somewhere that I think is really important, especially for the, I mean, I think it's for anybody, but especially, you know, being younger and I'm turning 39 at the end of the month. And I'm like, God, 39. But I, um, this whole idea of purpose, like, I want to know what my purpose is. What is my purpose? Like, God, tell me what my purpose is. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? I still don't have it figured out. And what is my purpose? And someone, I don't know where it was. Someone said it or I read it or I don't know, or maybe you said it. I don't know. But that, like, if I'm worried about my purpose, that is my ego. That is all about me and has nothing to do with service, nothing to do with others. And I was like, whoa, what if I just let go of that? What, because I, I just, it really hit me. Like, what is my purpose? Like, maybe I don't need to, know. me worrying about my purpose is causing me more harm and pain than if I just said, fuck it and just live my life. And that's what I've had to, like, embrace. 
Because also when I'm living in from that place, I'm so scared of making mistakes. And I'll tell you, the only reason that I have 15 years of absence is because I've been willing to make mistakes and be messy. I believe one of the most spiritual things we can do is be as human as you can while working this program. Step 11 is not on step 11. Step 11 starts the minute we admit that we're powerless and our lives are made unmanageable. That is the start of, of um, seeking your own experience with a higher power. You know, I really look at every day and every moment as a form of meditation. Um, when I was going through, when I was going through my last relate, my last relationship was ending. I was about to go do like this more formal meditation practice. Never did that. I paid for it. I was like, I just, it was never my thing. Here I was like 13 years in recovery and, or, or 12 years. And I was finally doing that kind of like paying for a meditation class and shit. Uh, is that heart saying I'm done? Oh, yeah. okay. oh, that's, that's a sweet way to do it. Me. I just, I mean, like you're done No. <laughs> But I'll just, I'll just end with this, you know, and I was going through this break at the meditation class was about to start. I called the, I called the meditation class. I was like, listen, I'm going through a really bad breakup right now. And I don't know if this is the right time for me to start something like this. And he goes, oh no, 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 no. He goes, dude, this is the perfect time to start something like this. So if anything, if you got anything out of that, be messy, seek God. And you know what? It can be fun in the process. So thank you. Matt, thank you so much for your experience, your strength, your hope, your humor, and sharing your truth with all of us. Thank you so much. We will now open the meeting for questions and for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should be related specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept the guidelines in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which, under, which is under reactions, or star nine if you are on the phone. And I will, un, I will call on you guys, and I'll try my best to call on you as it comes up order on my screen, okay? All right. Oh, I see our first share is from the lovely Amy B. Hello. Thank you, Sally. And thank you, Kaylee, for your service tonight. And Matt, thank you so much for that incredible share. Oh, Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Matt, that was so wonderful. Thank you so much for the experience. And yes, the honesty. Um, and I love the I love the controversy. I I I want to be challenged. I want to be held accountable. I want to be lovingly shown a mirror. Um, and I also love that you said, and if you have a problem with it, you know, that's what your 10 step is for. Like this is our triggers are our teachers. And that's an opportunity when I realize that I'm, you know, that I have opinions, but I, I love the whole thing. I think, and also thank you for the messiness, for the comment on messiness, for the comment on the fact that in recovery, mistakes are made and we don't use over it. And that is recovered too. Um, 
And also the comment on the spiritual um, experience of the educational variety and how it grows and we meet it with what we have today. This was just such, such an incredible, valuable chair. And I'm very, very grateful for your service tonight. Thank you so much. I pass. Sorry, Eileen, you're up next. Thanks, Amy. Hi, Eileen, uh, compulsive overeater. Um, you know, I never thank people for their service just because I forget or I, I don't know. But now that I have been like of service, I'm like, thank you, everybody, for your service. Because <laughs> I realized like, oh, my God, it is definitely like it's a feat. So um, thank you everybody for your service, <laughs> it's, it's a big deal. So I'm grateful for that. Um, Matt, you know, and I'm also like never one, I'm like when people are like, they personalize people, like the people that are like, who share, who are like their best friends and they're like, oh my God, I've known you forever and blah, blah, blah. I, I hate that, but I feel that way right now. So I'm just like, Matt, thank you so much for your share. Um, it was amazing. And um, you've, you just are incredible to me. So I'm so grateful to see you here and to um, have heard your wonderful message today. It was great. Um, what is standing out for me and the whole share was what, really what I needed to hear. Um, I mean, there's so much, but really what is standing out for me is um, I'm not a statue. Like, I just really needed to hear that tonight. Um, I know I've shared in this meeting that I've had, I have a lot of like issues with body image and, um, and like how my body has kind of changed over the last, you know, over the last year. And, um, and I'm not, a, I'm not a statue. And you know what, just because I'm not at the same weight that I have been, it doesn't mean that I'm not working this program or I'm not worthy or I'm not, you know, moving on to step 11 this week, you know, and that I'm not almost, you know, finishing and, and that I, I can't be of service and I can't, you know, and I'm not a good person. My, I am not a statue. I am, um, that does not, that does not, um, I mean, I feel like I have to keep saying this like over and over and over again to myself that my, my weight, my, the way that I look is not a reflection of, of mm -hmm. my, is that, was that time? Was I didn't, oh no. Oh, I'm good. Okay. Um, so anyways, um, and I just like, I just really needed to hear that. Cause that's my kind of like a, my constant battle that I'm, I'm really working through. Um, I also just love to hear, um, I love the, uh, I loved hearing the, just the, like the, the in vivo, like the relationship stuff is always so good to hear, like as it, you know, real time, I love real stories and real life. Um, it was just so helpful for me to hear things and the real stuff. Um, so good for me to hear messiness again, that was mentioned earlier. Um, I'm just so happy to be here. I'm so, I'm so honored to be a part of this group. I know I keep saying that over and over again. I just love this group so much. Um, I'm glad I can just be honest about, you know, the way I feel about myself and the way um, and what I get from this meeting and, and, and what I learn and, and where I'm at. So that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eileen. And now we have Lisa. Go ahead, Lisa. Hi, Lisa, compulsive overeater in Georgia. <laughs> Um, thank you, Matt, so much. That was wonderful. It was just such a, it was refreshing and honest. And, um, you know, sometimes I can really get caught up in, 
compare, you know, like I'm not working my program, how she's working her program or whatever. But then I have to ask myself, what is my experience? What has my experience been? You know, and for me, you know, I will, I will never forget my sponsor had me start in abstinence reading pages 84 to 88 in the big book. And I'm like, well, but wait, I'm not on steps 10, 11, you know, and she's like, no, she said, you know, the purpose is to help you get into the mindset of looking at my day. And, and, and it's, it lays it out right here. We, we on awakening, what's our 24 hours looking like? It gives us, it gives me a, like a framework to work through my day. Even when I was on step one, it still is beneficial to me. Um, anyway, and I use it, I use it all the time. Um, you talked about messiness and, uh, yeah, one minute I can, one minute, I feel like I'm on this spiritual high top, you know, and, I, and then the next minute I'm, I'm making amends for something that I did. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I think I've heard it said, I am a, what is it? I'm a spiritual being having, having a human experience, something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, that that's it. So thank God, you know, abstinence. Yay. Got it today. Um, grateful, you know, for that. Very, very grateful. Um, and I will keep coming back. Thanks. Thank you, Lisa. And now Matt, your hands up. Is this your lovely girlfriend wants to share? Okay, Vita. Hi, I'm Vita. I'm a compulsive eater, bulimic, and restrictor. Good to be here. Thank you, Matt, so much. Um, yeah, it was really good to like hear your share. And um, you know, one thing I've really learned is like, or am learning, is like how to be imperfect and how to be messy. I'm like such a extreme perfectionist in ways that I don't even recognize because it doesn't look like it did um, when I came into this program nine years ago and um but I just know that like the experience of being in connection with a higher power is a fluid experience and um my recovery looks so different than um than it did at other times and and even what my spiritual practice looks like and I think like what I really took away from your share is just like all the ways that we can judge ourselves and that is like what disconnects us really like from a higher power at the end of the day is like that's ego you know like putting myself in between where there would be a space for a connection whether it be with a human or a higher power um, because I also believe like we we learn God's um will for us through others. And you know, and he was talking about like that moment we had today, and like in just sitting with myself and like I did prayer and meditation and I reached out to my sponsor and my direction was to like ask my partner to pray with me. That was not my intuitive thought. <laughs> my intuitive thought was like, let him not talk to me, you know, like he should come to me. Um and like my, like, I don't get to trust my best thinking, you know, anymore in recovery. And I'm going through a, a really uncomfortable phase in my recovery right now, but in terms of like food and body. And 
what I'm recognizing is like, I'm asking God a lot for help with food, but I am not asking for like God's will for me around like what my food and body are supposed to look like. Like I just have this recognition of like, I'm asking help, God's help for with food in the way that I want my food to look like. And that is so humbling for me of just like, and I, that generally is like what I think is best for me from, from like a, a place of like goodwill in my own program, but I still don't know. And that's what I'm recognizing like nine years in is like, I still don't know, you know? And, and the more that I come in and try to manage and impose my will, the more I struggle. And so I've been struggling because the way I want it to look and the way I want it to feel is not what's happening. Um, and it's just, it's like such a humbling experience for me. Thank you, Arpa. And like, I know this is an opportunity to surrender more deeply into what God has available for me and a deeper surrender with my food and a deeper surrender and like letting go of control of my body. Um, and it just keeps going. So I'm just so grateful that it gets to be messy and to be learning here with you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Vita. Um, is it time for us to stop the recording or do we want to do one more share, Kaylee? One more share. Okay, Alicia, go ahead and unmute. Hi, everyone. Alicia, compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you so much for your share. It was, I wasn't intending on coming to this meeting and I'm really glad I landed here, you know, and, um, I, I thought it was, it was interesting because, you know, you said like three suggestions at, at the end of your, um, your share. And the one that really caught my mind was right. Of course, be messy. It sounds like, uh, like I'm not the only person that that touched, but the other one was, you just said, seek your higher power. And that's always a question that comes to me is like, am I seeking? Is that part of my path right now? Um, because that's the part of my path that I have yet to regret. All of the efforts that I put into having an experience, um, trying to grow along the lines of life while holding my higher power's hand, you know, whatever that looks like. Uh, uh, those are efforts that are well-made. And I, I loved that you spoke a little bit about, you know, sometimes my relationship with my higher power, like it's like every other relationship in my life. Sometimes it's on the rocks, you know, but even in those times, like I still get this opportunity to get down and dirty, to figure out what's going on with that and to keep putting in consistent efforts, you know, and, um, and checking in with what, what does my prayer and meditation even mean? What does that even look like? Because sometimes it's got to evolve because I'm not stagnant, you know? And that's the beautiful thing about my higher power is I don't think my higher power is stagnant either, you know? So we get to move like the ocean together. And, um, and so that was just something that was a message I really needed to hear right now was that reminder, you know, step 11 sought through prayer and meditation sought to improve my conscious contact with my higher power, you know? And, um, and so I, I just, I really needed that and I really appreciate it and for your share. And thank you so much everybody for being here in the service. Thanks Alicia. 
We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. The Zoom host, please stop the recording.